0: DM me on Facebook or Instagram, or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey there, this is Allison Scammel, and we just have a super good episode for you today full of information that's going to help you grow your business in a way that feels easeful, joyful, and aligned. How cool is that? Today, we're speaking to Julie Fouch about how to get paid by being dangerously different and using the art of feminine marketing. So what we're going to share with you today about feminine marketing and the energy of feminine marketing is so important. It is the now of marketing for spiritual entrepreneurs, and it's the absolute future And I believe in not much time into the future, it's going to be pretty much what everybody uses. Corporations and large businesses are already tapping into this, and I really believe what we're going to share with you today is here and it's here to stay. And it's so important for you to call in your feminine tools and spiritual tools and turn those on so you can be seen with ease and with joy on your part by your ideal audience. We explore what it means to quote unquote market like a man and why that may not be the best approach for a soul-guided woman entrepreneur. Julie explains what the art of feminine marketing is and why this is a better approach for soul-guided entrepreneurs. And she reveals what our feminine power centers are How we can activate them, and how this will affect our ability to stand out. We end on a super cool challenge that will have you speaking to money and tuning into its energy so you can really receive what messages it has for you. So be sure to stay with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul guided women entrepreneurs. Ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scamble. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation! That is the name of this sisterhood of soul guided entrepreneurs. If you're not already a citizen of She Grows Nation, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of nearly 1,000 women running heart based businesses that are in service to each other and the planet. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking to Julie Fouch about the art of feminine marketing. And boy, did we have fun unpacking this topic. So here's a little bit about Julie. When Julie decided she needed to take her coaching business seriously, she hired a high-end coach and learned to market like a man. She doubled, then tripled her income in less than a year, but felt drained, uninspired, and restless. Urged by spirit, She embraced her essential womanness and birthed a new way, the art of feminine marketing. Today, Julie teaches female coaches, teachers, and healers who are frustrated with traditional marketing how to build six-figure businesses through the art of feminine marketing. I received so much from Julie, and I'm actually going to do her challenge that she offers at the end. So may you receive as much from her wisdom as I did. Welcome, Julie, to the show. So thrilled to have you here and so thrilled to be chatting about this very important topic. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. Awesome. So tell us what it means. I read this on your website. So tell us what it means to quote unquote market like a man and why this may not be the best approach for a soul guided woman entrepreneur. That's
1: such a great question. So when I look at traditional marketing, it's very much outward directed. So it's, you go out, you find a problem, you solve the problem. But what happens in when we, just use our masculine, because everybody's got feminine and masculine energy. But what happens with the masculine energy is a very driving energy. So it's you find a problem, you create a solution, and you drive, 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 until you get to where you want to be. And I, I once heard someone, really a guy talking about, something they had launched and he was super excited. They'd done very well and they had worked 17 hour days and so had their whole team. And they'd done that for six weeks straight. And I was just like, no, like that just feels horrible. And it's, it's very much men have more testosterone than we do. So that masculine drive, they can push and push. And what I've seen happen when women get into that push, push, then it affects them physically. I've seen women reach seven figures and then get breast cancer, multi-six figures and have adrenal fatigue. I know a woman who was multi-seven figures, the head of her business, got home from a speaking gig and couldn't get out of her car and actually spent several months in bed. So it's really not good for women to try and fit themselves in that mold of, I can just push through. And what happens when we do that is we lose our connection to our creativity, to our natural problem solving, to our ability to connect with people and create community, all of which are very feminine and very valuable tools that need to be brought into our marketing. So when we do feminine marketing it's very inside out. So, it starts with connecting with your highest self, starts with connecting with source. It's not about going out and doing market research first. There is market research, but you don't go out and do market research and then design yourself to fit that problem. It's looking inward at what is my soul here to do? What is my purpose on the planet? And then listening to those whispers about designing how you're going to do your marketing. And I'll give you one example of that. This year, of course, I'm not doing a live event, but when I was doing my live events, I had a mentor who told me I needed to do webinars to build into my live event. So there's this whole system. There's this whole formula. You do Certain number of emails that lead to a free gift, that lead to a webinar, that lead to another gift, that lead to people buying in. And there's this whole formula that's laid out. Whenever I tapped into my inner knowing, to my connection with source and to the energy of my business, and I would say, how about a webinar? I would hear, and for me, that was a sign that webinars, and I hate webinars anyway. I hate doing webinars. I would much rather get on and talk to somebody, get on a podcast. So for me, the direction was take that formula, tweak it, do Facebook lives instead. Take the formula and apply it to my podcast that I do. And so my, well, I know the formulas, the marketing formulas, it's really about designing it to fit me. And that's what I teach my clients is we design it to fit you because you're unique. Your business is unique. And then there's this other piece of it, the energy of it. And this is so much fun, Alison, because when you are in your natural rhythm, so if you imagine a chart with masculine energy, it goes straight up and it pushes straight across to the end. But feminine energy is secular. We run in cycles. And so there's a time period during the month. And for a lot of people, that's, during the full moon, where you're much more magnetic, where you have a lot more energy and where people will be attracted to you. So we begin to design our marketing, our big launches during that time period when we are more magnetic and more energetic. And then we take the downtime for the rest of the month. And you can also follow that in the seasons. What's your seasonal pattern? For some people, going into winter is quieter. And so if your energy is not there, you don't want to do your big launches during that time period. So really the, the feminine marketing is really about paying attention to you, what works for you and your own patterns to create a marketing plan that's unique So there's no formula that you can sit down and follow. And leaders don't follow anyway. Leaders lead.
0: Okay. So that's really good stuff, Julie. Thank you for that. Thank you for all of that. So let's talk about formulas because I believe that in marketing, it helps you a lot to learn some formulas. And as you suggest, maybe we can find a better word because I know um, my clients don't like the word formula. Frameworks. How about that? It's helpful to um, yeah, some really good marketing frameworks about how to invite someone into a sales conversation, how to get in front of new audiences, all that stuff that you do tailor to your unique gifts, to how you like to show up, to your energies. So how do people, and a lot of my clients really reject anything that smells like a formula. And I think it ultimately isn't serving them in their business. So how do you find that balance between Learning formulas and frameworks and then tailoring them to fit your needs and how you like to show up in the world?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. So, for me, and what I teach my clients, is there's a combination, there's a dance around it. So, there's the feminine and the masculine. The masculine is about taking action. And the the frameworks, the formulas are, how am I going to take that action? So we're not throwing it all out. We're not throwing out all the frameworks. What we're doing is we're actually checking in first with our connection to source, God, the universe, whatever you want to call that thing bigger than us, with our highest self and with the energy of our business. And we're saying, which of these frameworks are going to work best for me? And then it's not static. It's very dynamic. And what works this month may not work next month. So we have to have that practice of continuously checking in, of being in communication with the energy of our business, of being in communication with our highest self. This doesn't mean that we don't have to take action. We still have to go into the actions. And when we're designing our framework, our actions, it's really important to understand what's available to you. So I spent the first part of my uh, coaching career really learning. I know how to do a webinar, even though I don't like them. I know how to do it. I know the whole formula for it. And someday I may be told it's time to put that back in my repertoire, but right now it's not effective for me. And I think they're becoming less effective. I think stuff like what you're doing with podcasting is is so much more effective, but that's just me. So it's really about learning what works and then learning what works for you. And a really masculine thing I have my clients do is I have them track. So they've done these different marketing strategies, which ones are bringing in sales conversations, which ones are resulting in actual clients that they want to work with. And that's the outward reflection of what you're getting from inside. So it's both an inside-outside, but we start inside
0: and what I love that, I tell my clients, like the, the things that is gonna serve them in their business to learn and get comfortable and confident with is having a sales conversation, being able to really communicate the value you create in the world because it's enormous and being really confident about that. Finding ways, I call it, instead of a sales funnel, I call it a soul client courtship. So thinking about how you wanna bring Someone into your world who's never heard of you before, and then turning them into a repeat customer, referral source, etc., and then finding ways to, yeah. And then the third thing is to be able to like speak well and write well about what it is you offer, or uh, it, it, and by just with competence. So, what are some of the things that you encourage people to just? That's more on the marketing side of things. That if Mm -hmm. they would spend some time and attention just learning it, then, then they would be able to tailor it and offer it in a way that feels fun and aligned. Do you have anything like those, any points like that, that you do encourage people to spend their time and energy on? Oh, absolutely.
1: So here's the thing about marketing, that marketing is words. And as a client of mine said one day, they're spells. They're made up of words, they're spells. And when we use the correct words for our right tribe, then they are attracted. So what I do is I take my clients through a process of looking at their childhood wounds. And within their childhood wounds are both their away from and their towards motivators. The emotional words that are going to make people feel attracted to them before they even meet them. So it's really important that you identify what that language is. What are your away from and towards motivators? And those are going to be emotional words because people buy with their heart. They're attracted to you with their heart. And then you have to create your talking points, your list of how their pain is is what the pain is that they are experiencing in the world. And that's the justification for their head to say to their heart, okay, it's worth spending money on this. And those are things. Now, I'll hear this a lot because I work with a lot of really spiritual women They'll have a happier life, but nobody spends money on I'm going to buy a happier life. What they spend money on is I want to make more money. Show me how to do that. Uh, I want to learn how to invest my money. Show me how to do that. I want to have a better relationship. Show me how to do that. Something in my health is wrong. Show me how to do that. So even for spiritual entrepreneurs, we have to get in the habit of saying, this is how you're being disconnected from your soul is creating a problem in your life. And then we talk about that. But we have to talk about it both in the emotional the language of the heart, and then the logical language of the head. And you've got to combine both of those into your marketing messages. So I have my clients practice that. And then there's some real copywriting techniques. We start to wrap into that. Number one, you've got to know what makes you different than everybody else out there. There's thousands of people that do what you do. What makes you different and what makes you special. And when you can identify that, then you become the one for your right people. The other thing to understand is you're not going to be for everybody and you need to give up on being for everybody. So write very specifically to your particular tribe. And a lot of people try to write general. They don't want to leave anybody out. They especially as women, we're community builders, want everybody, but really your job is just to serve your particular niche. And so you've got to write directly to them and tell them why you're different. So what did I say? Okay, emotional words connect with their heart. Think of the logic, what's going to make their head say, okay, spend the money. And what's going to make you stand out as different and perfect for them? And then we practice that over and over in our writing. When you're writing, you edit three or four times so you can make sure those things are in there. Yes. And yeah, it's not slap off an email and send it out and hope that people buy. And then I have an outside set of eyes that edits everything that I send out. And I really suggest in your marketing, you have an, outset, an outside set of eyes. That's looking at things and telling you when it doesn't make sense or when you've lost the thread. So that's another really great thing to add into your marketing.
0: Nice. And I really agree with everything you just said. I noticed with my clients, they really like to get into the deepest soul needs of their clients, which is exactly what, what the client does actually need. Like they are onto something. that That is likely true, what they, those deep needs are. But uh, very often, those clients aren't going to be... They, they don't know that. They may not know that. They may not think, I'm not going to invest in that. And you really need to get into that logical brain that's going to say, I want to lose 25 pounds. I want to double my business income. I I get my clients in the habit of thinking of their um, ideal client avatar's outermost ego desires. And there's nothing bad about that. What is their brain telling them that they need? And they need to talk about that because that's important. And then once they invite the prospective client into their world, then they can start talking about the deeper needs. But you really got to meet them in that space where they're, your brain is trying to keep you safe. They're trying to look for the safe investments. So you got to really talk to them in a way the brain's going to understand and say, yeah, this is, I need this. This is a safe investment. I want to take the next step further. And then you can go into the little by little in the sole client courtship, if you will, you can go into those deeper needs.
1: Absolutely. And that deeper transformation that you do with your clients, well, you really can't market to it it is what builds your reputation Mm. it's what has people say oh man you've got to talk to allison you've got to, and it's the testimonials but the other thing it does is it builds it in the spiritual world it builds your i want to say there's this connection that happens unconsciously in the spiritual plane. And the more that you do your deep transformation, the more that the energy of that flows out and people can feel it. They don't know what it is. They can't logically tell you why it is they're attracted to you. They just feel it. And it's really important that you do that deep work with people. And in your marketing, you can start training people to expect it from you, but their heads still got to be on board. Yeah. So you've got to remember that you are doing marketing for their head, their heart, and then you're doing the transformation, which really allows them to take on what their head said they were here for. Like, you still have to answer that. When, you're, when you say, I'm going to help you lose 25 pounds, you can't just do the deep work and not have that affect their weight, because then there's this dissonance there, they're, they're they don't trust you anymore. So you still got to provide that for them. And you've got to do the deep work. And that together is really what creates a powerful money magnet so that you can grow your business. And I'm, I'm like so an advocate for women having a lot of money. Like you don't come into my world unless you're willing to make a lot of money.
0: Yeah. And that's another big resistance (laughs) of spiritual entrepreneurs because they tie it to greed or anything negative from social conditioning or whatever. And I'm the same way. More wealth, more abundance, the ability to reach more people, serve more people. And instead of offering all your stuff for free, charge your worth to people who can afford you, who want to pay invest money in you, and then you do have extra resources for scholarship opportunities or whatever it is you want to do, and just be in your abundant badass self.
1: So, I've really come to understand that this idea of as spiritual entrepreneurs, we can't charge money for our gifts. Really was a way for the very very powerful women the, the witches and the healers, to be controlled uh, by the patriarchy. The, the Catholic Church who said, money is evil. Give us your money.
0: It's We're so, so evil, we, we need
1: it. Need it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And it, money is one of the ways that women have been controlled in society. 150 years ago, a woman couldn't have her own bank account. A woman couldn't hire her own lawyer. If there was a single woman and she had property or she had money, it all transferred into her husband's name when she got married. And we as women, when we talk about money, we've got all kinds of societal conditionings and beliefs that we've got to work through and we've got to release and let go of in order to be able to open ourselves to that additional flow. And it's a constant. And this is what you and I were just talking about. The deep work, like I can say, I help my women make money. I teach them marketing. I teach them really cutting edge marketing techniques so that they can go out there and do it. But if they have this belief that money is evil, they're never going to make much. If they have a belief that they're not good enough, they're not going to make money. And so that's where we go in and we do the deep work of transforming, releasing, and removing all of those limiting beliefs, vows from past lives, or even vows from this life. A lot of us take vows of poverty in order to stay with our community, in order not to get kicked out of the community that we belong to, or the family that we belong to. There's, I just heard the other day, when yoga teachers become yoga teachers, they take a vow to make yoga, accessible to all. And there is a hidden belief in there that means they can't charge money for what they're doing or they can't charge much. And it keeps them in poverty. Now, there are ways to make yoga accessible for all and still make a lot of money. And we know that because there are yoga teachers doing it, Mm -hmm. right? But there's this hidden vow, hidden belief that is wrapped in. And that's the deep transformation work that we do. And I'm sure everybody listening can look at their own business and go, oh, here's what I do on the surface. Here's the deep transformation that allows the surface work to take hold, take effect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I so agree with everything you're saying. And I think another part of this too, is when, when I'm working with spiritual entrepreneurs about raising prices and they get really also caught up in what their peers are making. And no healers don't make more than $150 an hour. And that's the going rate for a healer or whatever, whatever the thought is. And I just always say, let's, let's release any attachment to those thoughts and go into what's the energy of it. That's the truth. Who cares what the industry averages are? Like, what is the transformation and the value you're creating in your client's life? And what is that worth? And oftentimes it's worth $500. It's worth $1,000. It's just worth so bloody much more. And if the client can feel into the energy, which is always telling the truth, and start to be able to talk about that with competence, their soul clients just come in and they want to invest that higher money. They want to step up. They want to have an exchange in that higher level of energy. So it's just such a win-win. It's a win for your client. It's a win for you. And so that's another message I try to uh, tell people to jettison the, what are my peers making? (laughs) What are the industry averages? And what is the energy telling me of what the true value is of what I create? Oh, that's awesome.
1: Here's the other thing we can add to this piece. When the energy is a money, money is an energy, right? And it's an energy that comes from source. And when we charge for our services, then that energy gets added to the effectiveness. So money actually gets to add its energy into the healing you're providing for your people. And so it raises up the effectiveness of what you're doing. It's a really great little energy exchange, And when you do not charge the value for your services, you're actually creating karmic debt for those people you're serving because you've provided a certain level, but they've only brought in a lower level and there's a difference there. And that's something they have to carry. That's something that a coach told me years and years ago but I've found to be really true. And so the value of what you're providing, you they have to come back and in some way provide that back for you. And in our society, we do that with money.
0: That's powerful. I love how you describe that, how that energetic dance takes place. It's, it's just so true. And I just see it every time I raise my prices. And I have a client who's been with me. I raise my prices by 400% in one year. And I have a client who's been with me for a long time. I have several of them. One of, I just think of one of them, like when she started working with me, how little she paid and she's just been with me all these years. And she keeps just paying the higher prices without question. Cause she's a sole client. And every time she commits to a bigger investment in herself and I show up at a higher rate. The alchemy we make is just at the next level. And it's just, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> you know,
1: I look at that in terms of what I'm willing to invest in. If there's a program that comes across and it's like, hey, I can teach you this and this and it's only two hundred ninety five I'm like, oh, No, I'm not investing in that. That's not nearly enough. Like I expect of myself to be investing a lot of money because I'm investing in people who are experts, who are up there, who really are giving me huge amounts of value. And I don't expect to get a lot of value from someone who's willing to give me something for that tiny little price. I just don't think it's worth it. It's a waste of my money. And the other thing is, I know I'm not going to be committed to it if it's just a little bit of money. I I bought a course um, a couple years ago from a friend and it's a really great course. And it's, it's, oh yeah, I really want to do this. And it has sat in the back of my computer for two years because it was just a tiny amount of money. It wasn't enough to motivate me to do the work. Right? So there's this whole thing about the psychology of it, but also I know if I invest $8,000 in a program, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to dig in and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to get a lot out of it. And that the value that the teacher brings is going to be huge. That's what you have to be looking at. And that $8,000 program I bought was uh, a five-week program, right? So that seemed like a big ask for a five-week program, but I did it because I knew and my soul knew the value of what I was going to get out of it. So when you are undermining yourself and undercharging, then you're also chasing away the higher-level clients who are looking for highest-level support,
0: Totally agree with that. I'm exactly like you. I'm almost to the point where I don't really consider a program unless it's a five-figure program. <laughs> like I'm almost there because I experiences showed me every time I do the gulp, am I really going to invest that much money? And then I do, and I immediately get this huge return because I use my higher self to guide me to the right. It's not like any coach can do this for me. Or it's not about just throwing money out there. But when your heart says, oh my God, I need that coach. I need that thing they're selling. Holy shit. it costs $8,000, $10,000. When you take that risk and listen to that heart, yes, do this, invest in yourself, invest in your business. The money comes back. Yes. Money comes back. Every
1: single time I have invested, it has come back. If when I've invested in those big numbers, yes. you know, and the five figure programs, oh my gosh, it's a huge gulp. Yeah, when you invest in a and and when you do five figure programs in one year, which I did once, like I signed up for two five figure programs within about three weeks of each other, and it made a huge difference in my business. My income shot up. It's incredible what will happen. But I did it because I knew it was right. I didn't do it because somebody said this was the right person and blah, blah, blah. And for me, I think you're like me, it is a heart thing. For some people, it's really a gut. Mm -hmm. And it's never, Uh never a pros and cons list. It's always a body response. It's always your body giving you the right answer. It's never... And that's another feminine, like turning to the feminine, listening to our body. We've been taught only think from the neck up.
0: I really want to ask you about the feminine power centers. So what are they? How can we activate them? And how will this affect our ability to stand out?
1: In my experience, there's a couple of feminine power centers. One is the heart. And because so much marketing comes from the heart. And you actually can see it if you pay attention to marketing on TV or the marketing of the big companies, the, the Budweiser ads during the Super Bowl and how they make you feel or the old AT&T ads where you're calling grandma on the phone. So it really is a heart-centered, connective kind of marketing. And then the other one is, of course, your in your, what do we want to call this? In your, I don't know if we can cuss on your show. You so can. Your second chakra, Your okay. So in your pussy area, right? Like <laughs> that's a feminine power center. And it's really, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just
0: have to ask,
1: people like really clean shows, right? Um,
0: no, my show's not clean, but no one's ever used that word before. Thank you for being the first. You're welcome. And I'm really, I was uncomfortable with it when I started using it, but it really
1: is like, that is our center that your pussy is really the center of your power. It is the center of your decision-making. It is the center of your attractiveness. It is the center of your creativity. So we've got community in the heart, creativity in your pussy. And when you turn both of those on, then you actually become really magnetic. And it's not sexual magnetic, but it's really people want to be around you. They want to know what that aura is around you that you follow. So one of the ways of doing that is to actually start to practice being in desire. So what do I desire? And, and the more that you can be in that practice what to a desire, the more it opens you up for more abundance to come in. So what do I desire today for breakfast? And it's not, okay, what do I got? Corn puffs or Cheetos? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what people eat for breakfast. I have smoothies mostly. <laughs> So do I want blueberries or do I want apple in my smoothie? And really being the desire of it. And what else do I desire today? And what else? And I actually have my clients go through a 30 days of listing their desires. And it's so funny because day one is like, today I desire to be warm. And the next day I desire an apple. And the next day, I desire fresh blueberries from the plants and I desire to walk in the sunshine and I desire a perfect client to come into my, right? And it starts to grow and you really start to feel it. And just that being in the desire, whether those things ever come true or not, being in the feeling of desire opens up your field. It opens you up to receive more. And we're so used to, in our society, being clamped down and being tight and that this opening is what's really necessary to bring in the abundance that you want, the right clients, the money, the other experiences, the juiciness of life. So I, I, I actually have my clients practicing being and desire. That's one. The second one is we brag. And those people who are in my my Facebook community know we brag on Wednesdays collectively, but then whenever else you have a brag. And here's what bragging does. This is another feminine power practice is when you brag, you actually turn the attention on yourself. So good for marketing to be able to do that. And you acknowledge what you are good at. You acknowledge what you've done. That's amazing. You acknowledge how brilliant you are. And Marianne Williamson said, it's not our darkness that most frightens us. It's our light. And this is a way of getting comfortable with your light. The more comfortable you are with your light, the more you're able to share your light out in the world. And when you are sharing your light out in the world, your people can find you. So you're not out there hunting clients. They're just coming to you. Because your light is shining so well. So practicing desire, what do I desire? And then practicing bragging. And because of the society that we live in, you have to practice bragging with people who will accept it. Because we've been taught since we were little girls not to brag. We've been taught, who do you think you are? Miss full of herself. And so we need people around us where we go, I'm going to brag. I have a couple of girlfriends and we send each other messages all the time. Hey, I'm bragging that I blah, blah, blah. And it's so good. It's such a great way to celebrate who you are and open you up for more goodness.
0: I love it. And just about talking about you being in your gifts and you being in your feminine power and just like your authenticity. Like when you said the word pussy, I was like, oh, she is for me. (laughs) <laughs> I want to be in Julie's world. <laughs> like that was a bold thing to say. And I think it's just such a good example of, it was just coming from a place of service and really good teaching. And I don't know, I just loved everything about it. And I think that's, uh, I, I don't know, It's just like a good example of like you showing up in your authentic self and you're, you know, activating this feminine side of ourselves. And I just immediately knew, oh, she's awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you.
0: And I think it just exemplifies what you're saying. Like it was very, I found it very magnetic. Yeah. And that was a word that you had said, ooh, like I could, I can, I assume when you said this, like when you first wanted to say it, you're like, ooh, people aren't going to like that. Ooh, it's strong.
1: I still get people who say, Oh, I don't like when you use that word. And that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. I'm still going to use it. It's still a powerful word. And I use it in the positive it's used. Pussy is used as a a put down so much, but that's another way that women are controlled.
0: Yes. Women yes. are
1: controlled through our sexuality. We're not allowed to be too sexual or we're put on a pedestal for being too sexual. And our sexuality is controlled. It's all control. So we just let it out and let's just let our pussies do their thing. It's <laughs> a powerful tool.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, Julie, this has been such an amazing conversation. I would love to just ask you like a thousand more questions. Truly, I just, I love how you approach things, how you talk about things. It's really just fantastic to be receiving from you. One thing I like to ask my guests to do is leave our listeners with a challenge. Oh,
1: I I know that's
0: masculine. So the challenge can be a a feminine challenge, but it's just something I enjoy challenges. Anyway, just throwing that out there. (laughs) Okay. There's a
1: couple that we could do. We could do 30 days of desire, but the challenge I'm going to give everybody, because this is one that I have taken on for this month is 30 days of talking to the energy of money. I have learned so much about money from having conversations with the energy of money. And this month, starting with the new moon, when was that last week? Mm -hmm. I have taken on 30 days of talking to money every day to up my money mastery and to open myself to receiving more of it in 2021. So that's the challenge, 30 days talking to money. If you need guidance, I have a resource page on my website and you can go and get a guided meditation there for talking to money. And we'll make sure that you have the link to that page so that you can put it, put it into your show notes.
0: That is awesome. That is an awesome challenge. I love, love, love that challenge. I'm going to do it too. So yay. Yay. It's something that I do from time to time, but I want to do it for 30 days in a row because that sounds exciting to me. That link will be in the show notes. And tell us, Julie, how else can listeners find you and get into your world and connect to you?
1: Yeah, so we have a Facebook group. I say we because I do have a team that helps me run it. I am not the Royal Queen We, but my team and I run a Facebook group. It is at Feminine Marketing Magic on Facebook. And that's a great place. You can connect with me there. And you can also download a free mini book talking about the art of feminine marketing. And then also if you go to Amazon, uh, you can find Love-Based Feminine Marketing, which is my book that goes into a lot more depth on all of the things that we talked about today. And you can get that on both Kindle and hardcover or softcover paperback whatever they call it. And it's one of the love-based business books and it's called Love-Based Feminine Marketing.
0: Fantastic. And all of those links will be in the show notes. Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and sharing your wisdom. I really received so much from this and I just had fun. And that's always a great indicator for me (laughs) of having a great guest. So thank you so much for uh, sharing your wisdom today. And I also want to thank you so much, dear listener. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be so grateful, as always, for a rating and review so more people can find us. And if you'd like my help calling in your ideal clients into your business right now, then download my free checklist to remove the five visibility blocks that are preventing your ideal people from finding you your offerings are too important to remain unseen. So this checklist will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.